0: Daily with Jason Martinez
1: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez and episode 18 is right here let's go
2: rebound, they score! James Van Riemsdyk was in front, the Flyers poked at it and get it behind Bobrovsky. One man to beat now, Pidlick up the right wing. Looking at the net, took the shot, he scores! Oh, what a shot by Tyler Pidlick! As he surprises Bobrovsky upstairs, his sixth of the year, and the Flyers take the 2-0 lead. Here's the shot, Hague scores! Robert Hague's gonna get his third goal of the year, and his second in his many games on the power play. Haig makes
1: it 6-2. And a warm welcome to episode 18 of Flyers Daily. Lots of highlights tonight, lots to get to here on Flyers Daily. We'll make sure that you are caught up to date on everything going on with the Philadelphia Flyers, the Eastern Conference, the Metropolitan Division as it is all in the rearview from a Thursday night in the NHL. Flyers get a huge win. On the road, they do so over the Florida Panthers. They beat them twice in this calendar week. They beat them Monday 4-1 to at the Wells Fargo Center behind good goaltending from Carter Hart. They beat them 6-2 Thursday night behind some more good goaltending from Carter Hart and a lot of depth scoring 6-2 is your final as the Flyers get the win. Your game winner was by Nicholas Albey-Kubel. He scored the third goal for the Flyers at 18:32 of the first period. We'll talk to Nicholas Albey-Kubel in this episode of Flyers Fix from the locker room in Sunrise, Florida, before the Flyers head off to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning and wrap up this three-game road trip. Uh, goals in the game coming from James Van Riemsdyk. The opener at 4:24, assisted by Matt Niskanen and Travis Sanheim. Great work from James Van Riemsdyk down low. He would figure into this game on many occasions. And I'm liking what I'm seeing out of JVR. What a shot in the arm that is for the orange and black. 17-37 of the first. You heard the highlight in the open. Tyler Pitlick absolutely sniped Sergei Bobrovsky from not quite a dead angle, but certainly a short sharp angle, and Tyler Pitlick was firing all night after he put that one in behind Bob. James Van Riemsdyk and Matt Niskanen picked up the assist. So the first two goals of the game, Van Riemsdyk with assist from Niskanen and Sanheim, then Pitlick from Van Riemsdyk and Niskanen. Not bad. And at that point, the Flyers are off to a great start, and as I mentioned, at 1832 of the first period, the Flyers get the third goal of the game when Nicholas Albe kubel nets his fourth of the season. Just doing the dirty work, going to the dirty area, going to the blue paint. When the puck is there, he pounced on it after Michael Raffle set it up. Nicholas Albay Kubel, his fourth of the season, gives the Flyers the 3-0 first period lead. Raffle and Justin Braun with the assist. Head to the second period at 1858. It was Scott Lawton picking up his tenth goal of the season. And man, is he playing well. We're going to hear from Scott Lawton in just a moment. Talking to Tim Saunders and Steve Coates post game off the ice. JVR his third point of the game on that goal. Another assist, so a goal and two assists at that point for James Van Riemsdyk. Justin Braun also picked up a helper there. Head to the third with the Flyers up 4-0. Uh, 33 seconds in, you knew you were going to get some pushback from Florida. Jonathan Huberdeau gives it to him as 20th of the season, uh, assisted by Mackenzie Wieger and Aaron Ekblad. That made it 4-1, and at 4:56, it was Barkov who got his 17th of the season. Yandel and Strawman with the assist, 4-2, and the Florida Panthers continued to put a lot of pressure on the Flyers and Carter Hart, and I got to say Carter Hart tonight, so much of the time that Florida was getting some offensive pressure, it was often a one-and-done shot opportunity because the way he played tonight, he was he was like a Eureka vacuum where he would just suck up rebounds. And he's the kind of guy that when he's on his game, he makes tough saves look really routine. And that's because of his positioning and his ability to read plays. That is his hallmark. You see him make so many saves that look like they hit him in the logo. Well, why is that? Because he's getting to the spot, he's getting square, and he's making himself big, and he takes it in the logo. Then he's that eureka vacuum and just sucks the puck in. No second chance opportunities. He did that flawlessly tonight, and that's a big reason why the Flyers got this win. They got saves in the beginning of the game when they needed them. 28 shots aside in this game, but the Flyers win 6-2, and then at 14:52 of the uh, third period, Sean Couturier gets in the three-goal buffer once again, his 17th on the season. Real nice touch pass from Giroud to just lay it out there for Couturier, who skates into that puck and absolutely snipes the backup goaltender because you chased Bob out of this one. And then at 1932, a little bit of a statement uh, by Robert Hag, his third goal of the season on the power play. And that was because I think the reason why they scored that goal is because the Flyers and James Van Riemsdyk did not like the penalty that happened in a 5-2 game where Huberdo hits Van Riemsdyk from behind. A really dangerous play. Jim Jackson on TV called it Bush League, and it is a Bush League play to do that at this point in the game with a 5-2 lead or when you're trailing 5-2 in the case of Florida. And I didn't like the hit. I love the fact that James Van Reemstake got up and showed his displeasure. I mean – It was total BS, and he put it on the record that he didn't like it. It's a a play that you usually don't see a guy like Huberto make, but there was a lot of frustration in Florida tonight, and he took it out on that play, and the Flyers made him pay with a late power play goal to make it 6-2. Raffle and Justin Braun with the assist. A multi-point night for Justin Braun, a couple assists, three-point night for James Van Riemsdyk. All good for the Flyers. Matt Niskanen, a couple helpers tonight as well. And six different goal scorers. JVR, Pitlick, Aubey Kubel, Lawton, Couturier, Hag. That, people, is what you call depth scoring. And that's what makes teams in the postseason really dangerous. You cannot be one-line dependent in the playoffs because if the opposition shuts down that line, you have to be able to get scoring from other lines on your team. When you get scoring from all four lines... And you get the contributions from guys like Tyler Pitlick, who, by the way, uh, do we miss Ryan Hartman? I don't. Tyler Pitlick's been a great pickup for this Flyers team, and he's a guy that plays hard every single night, and he's paying dividends for Chuck Fletcher and the move that he made to get Tyler Pitlick. Small contract too, seven hundred fifty thousand. He's in a contract year. He's a guy I'd consider looking at to sign to like a two-year, one point four million dollar AAV going forward. He fits this team. He fits this system and he's a nice addition to this team. He gives you good, hard-earned minutes every single night, and that's exactly what you need from a player in your bottom six, and he does a great job of doing that. Tyler Pitlick with a goal tonight, and a great effort for the Philadelphia Flyers. But let's catch up. Tim Saunders had the chance to speak to one of the goal scorers tonight, Scott Lawton, right off the ice after the game. Him and Steve Coates talking with Scott Lawton right here.
2: Well, Scott Lawton was a big part of this one. In fact, we talked about secondary scoring being key to the Flyers' success, and Scott was a big part of that. He scored his tenth goal of the season late in the second period lots of good team effort on the road and you guys seem to have solved what had seemed to ail you on the road early in the year
3: yeah I uh, think we've done a better job with starting out the game and um, I think we were kind of playing from behind uh, on that California road trip when we were out there and um, we found a way to to be better in first periods especially in the first 10 minutes so um, when you're playing behind it's it's tough to get back so uh, we've done a good job of that, and, and uh, we've got to continue that in Tampa Bay.
1: Would it be fair to ask, I mean, when you guys on a, on a game-to-game uh, basis have just done a better job in your own zone? I thought tonight in the first two periods got a little bit sloppy the beginning of the third, but man, did they, they just
3: shut them down. Yeah, I, I think our D-men have done a great job of, of moving pucks, and um, our, our forwards have come back for them, and um, I think we've put a really big emphasis on that this year. I, I don't think we were very clean out of our zone last year, and um, we've done a really good job of that, bringing in some veteran D-men that uh, that uh, can do that.
2: Up front, you're finding some combinations that are working now. That fourth line's been great. And tonight, you're lying with Van Reemsack and Pitlick. The difference in the game, all three of you score. That's as good as we've seen Tyler Pitlick, I think, all year long.
3: Yeah, he's been good. I, I think he's been good all year. He works, and, and uh, everyone sees that. He's uh, physical. Uh, he makes plays and he's got a hell of a shot and you saw it tonight so uh, it's fun playing with him and he works really hard and and, uh, Reamer you know uh, what you're going to get out of him he he can put the puck in the net and uh, made a really really nice pass tonight Scott not to be overlooked you guys put that disappointing finish
2: in Brooklyn behind you quickly and responded in the right way
3: yeah I think you have to do that in in this league Uh, short memory we're playing uh, every two days now and uh, you gotta have a short memory obviously uh, definitely sucked to to give up that one late, but uh, we found a way. We came out here and, and uh, we got to do the same uh, in Tampa. Bay. Great
1: stuff from uh, Scott Lawton, Steve Coates, and Tim Saunders speaking with him after the Flyers 6-2 win over the Florida Panthers. We'll get to Nicholas albay Cubell in just a couple of moments. He scored a goal tonight. Turned out to be the game winner for the Flyers. Real quick, a great tweet here from uh, Kyle Leonhart. He says, were we all just ignorant to how good of a depth player Pitlick was or has he just played out of his mind? Very underrated addition. Yeah, I just talked about him. I totally agree. Tyler Pitlick's been a great piece for this Flyers team, and he'll be a big piece going forward. He helps your special teams as well on the penalty kill. Let's take a look at the scoreboard real quick because uh, Thursday night traditionally – A pretty big night in the National Hockey League, and there were some big-time games of consequence happening around the league tonight that will affect the Eastern Conference standings, the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Well, let's start with the biggest game that we were keeping an eye on all evening. It was the Blue Jackets, who had lost two straight tonight, going into Buffalo to take on the Sabres. And dare I say it, yeah, the Sabres won, but the Blue Jackets pick up the stupid loser point. I swear, this loser point is not going to leave the Flyers Daily Podcast until the regular season's over. It rears its ugly head every night. Now, the Flyers could have got a loser point the other night, but that goal by Pollock... Uh, to take the lead for the Islanders, avoided that. I would have been in favor on that occasion. Uh, so the Blue Jackets go down, though. They gain a point. We'll see the effect on the standings in a moment. The Stars end up beating the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs, the third team right now in the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. We'll see the effect of that. Florida didn't make up any ground on Toronto in the division, but we'll see how that shakes out as well. The Lightning beat the Oilers 3-1. to The Devils beat the Red Wings 4-1 to in a who-cares game. The Senators... In Ottawa, beat the Coyotes 3-2. to Boy, the Coyotes are reeling right now. Since the addition of Taylor Hall, I think they only have 9 wins. And now, if you count overtime losses, 16 losses. That's had a bad effect on that team. And this game final, another big one in regards to the Eastern Conference, the Metropolitan Division, and the Flyers. The Predators, goose egg. The New York Islanders, 5 to nothing is the final there. So the Flyers get some help tonight in the standings. Let's see what the effect is on the standings right now before we get to Nicholas Albae-Kubel. So the Flyers get the win. They get the two points. They're solidified in their playoff position for another day. The Flyers right now holding down wild card number two through 58 games. They have 71 points, 32-19-7 and 7 with 71 points. The Columbus Blue Jackets, wild card number one, also through 58 games, 30-17-11, and 11, 71 points. The New York Islanders that lost tonight, they stay at 72 points. They had a chance to tie the Penguins tonight for the number 2 spot in the standings. Missed that opportunity with that 5-nothing defeat in Nashville. So the teams on the outside looking in is Carolina, 56 games, so they have two games in hand on the Flyers and the Blue Jackets, and 67 points, so they're four points back. If they were to win both of those games in hand, obviously, they would be pacing the exact same. The Florida Panthers missed that opportunity twice this week against the Flyers, 57 games, and they have 66 points, but they're only two points back of the number three spot in the Atlantic Division. Because the Leafs lost tonight 30-20-8 on the season through 58 games. They have 68 points. So, again, it's going to be a crazy weekend. Flyers head to Tampa to take on the Lightning. And that's a big game for the Flyers. See if they can come back on this three-game road trip with a, a winning record. If you're able to get a win... In Flor or in Tampa, rather, against a very good Lightning team, and boy, are they playing great right now! Tampa is surging big time. They've won nine straight, nine 0 one in their last ten. They're good at home, nineteen seven and two. Flowers have their work cut out for them, but they have beaten good teams on the road of late. The St. Louis game, where they went in and won that game in overtime, just recently. The game against last Saturday against the Washington Capitals, where they boat raced the Caps to a seven-two win. So we'll see what the Flyers can accomplish on Saturday night in Tampa. Let's get to one of the guys who scored tonight, one of the young players who's really helping this team in a lot of areas, throwing the body around. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily, after his fourth goal of the season, he gets on the board as the Flyers get the win in Florida against the Panthers. Nicholas Albay you Bell joining us right now. Had to feel pretty hey. good on that one, didn't it, Nick?
0: Yeah, I felt very good, especially when, when you you
1: yeah, well, the width, that's the important thing. Let me ask you real quick, because you got you know how tight the standings are, you know how jumbled up of a mess the Eastern Conference is, and your division in particular. Are you guys looking at scores in between periods or right after games?
0: Uh, right after games, yeah. The guys uh, see whenever uh, Columbus lose or like the the teams that are close to the playoff spot, and it, it's looking good uh, recently for us.
1: You guys like cheering in there and stuff when they go down?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, some fist pumping, I love it. Um, let me ask you this, because. I hate the three-point games. I know it benefits you guys sometimes if you get to overtime and and capture a point but not the win. But at this time of year, I just hate the three-point games because Columbus gets a point tonight, even though they lose to the lousy Buffalo.
0: Yeah, and especially like uh, last game, we could have had that uh, that overtime point against Islanders. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't hurt us at the end of the year.
1: Uh, Let me ask you about that because bouncing back after a game like that, that, that's a tough way you guys battle all the way back from uh, being down three goals. You get it tied, and then it's in the back of your net uh, a minute and a half later. To bounce back in this game tonight was paramount for you guys with the three-game road trip. What was the message in the locker room before the game from both your coaches and your fellow teammates?
0: Uh, it shows a lot on our character. I think uh, we've, bounced back, uh, we've, ba- we've bounced back a lot uh, this year, uh, especially like after that uh, New Jersey game. Uh, we played in uh, Washington and tonight as well.
1: Nick, you've been a, a professional player for a while. You had, you had uh, some maturation that took place down with the Phantoms for a couple of years. You dealt with a little bit of injuries. But now you're getting up here this season in Elaine Vigneault's system, and it really seems to fit you as a player. And you've really come into your own with eight points now, four goals and four assists. What is it, what is it about this system that lends to your game and you're having success?
0: Uh, um, I think the team needed a, a, a physical guy. Um, Bottom six, man. I mean, a uh, guy that finishes checks. Um, uh, I think I'm, I'm trying to do what the coach are asking me to do, and I'm just trying to roll uh, consistently.
1: Um, when you when you when you're younger, you always think you're ready for the NHL. A lot of guys do, and then they get there and they go, "No, I wasn't ready when I was younger." Did you feel like you were ready before you got here, or are you glad kind of the way things played out and know you're ready now?
0: Um, I mean, my, my game from junior to pro changed a lot. Uh, I wasn't as physical in junior. I was more an offensive guy. I mean, my four years in the minors uh, took me there. Um, I guess my first call-up uh, last year, uh, I didn't have, I didn't really have a uh, like a good chance. And I'm glad uh, this year, uh, AV guy got me a good chance at the, uh, right at the start, playing on the f- first two lines and playing on third line as well. I mean, uh, it's it's huge for me, and uh, I think I found my rhythm now.
1: You're also getting some power play time on occasion as well. That's got to feel really good.
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't have a special uh, special team in the minors in my four years, and uh, coming in the NHL had few uh, power play um, time. I mean, uh, I'll take that. I really appreciate it, and, but I gotta f- focus on my five on five game, uh, especially. Uh, you
1: mentioned uh, in, in playing in juniors, you were a goal scorer. Your last two years in juniors, you scored 38 each year, 80 and 84 points. How much more difficult was it making that jump from juniors to pro, first in the AHL and now the NHL, to beat goalies?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I interrupt. Uh, I mean, especially the AHL is in an offensive uh, league, so it's pretty hard to have points consistently. Uh, back in junior, uh, it was really easy for me to well, have points, especially on power play. And then, uh, so I guess that's where you, you focus more on your defensive game and the other stuff that. Doesn't involve points, so uh, yeah.
1: So do, doing those little things at the NHL level is what's going to really earn you a job, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. So as I said, like just to be consistent and good in the three zones. Like I mean, it's it's a, a thing I worked on uh, so hard in the American League. So I guess uh, I was ready for the NHL.
1: As it plays out tonight against Florida. You end up with that third goal of the game, which turns out to be the game winner. Congratulations on that. Take us through the goal and kind of what happened. You were going hard to the net.
0: Yeah, uh, I got the uh, loose puck in our uh, zone, and I saw raffle uh, sprint out of the zone, so I was just trying to send him uh, to get a shot, and I was following the play, and he, he shot through a rebound, and I was right open in, in the slot.
1: Yeah, It's one of those old cliches in hockey, like we got to get pucks and bodies to the net. But how come it always works, right? <laughs> it's a cliche for a reason. It, it always works. If you go to yeah, that area, you're
0: going to score. Yes. My coach uh, told me it was like uh, he had a stats about how many uh, goal are around the blue crease. I think it was our uh, motto last year. I think it was like uh, blue AD. 80% the, of the goals are from the, the spot. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the math is actually 82.3% goals scored within four feet of the net. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're just not going to beat NHL goalies from uh, 40 feet away. Uh, Last question for uh, Nicholas albae Kubel, kind enough to join us here after the Flyers beat the Panthers. Uh, Being in this tight race and getting contributions up and down your lineup from everybody from Tyler Pitlick, yourself, James Van Riemsdyk, Scott Lawton, Sean Couturier, Robert Hag, you know, six different goal scorers on this night. That's got to make you guys feel really confident, not just one line, but as a group that you're dangerous on any shift.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, coming into the playoff, everyone knows that uh, the depth of a team makes uh, makes a huge difference. Uh, so I guess we have that, that depth, and it's very uh, encouraging to go in, into playoff.
1: I lied. One more question for you. Uh, talk about the goaltending you got from Carter Hart tonight. He made big saves, and his rebound control really thwarted a lot of uh, pressure from Florida the entire evening.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he brings uh, that game every uh, – Every time he, he's on the ice, I mean, he's, uh, he's an outstanding goalie, and I can't wait to see him in the future.
1: Hey, Nick, we appreciate it. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Special thanks to Nicholas Albe cubel joining us here on Flyers Daily, fresh from the locker room before the team heads to Tampa to take on the Lightning on Saturday. And, boy, he's been a great addition for this team. At one point you thought he was a swing player that would be going back and forth between the Flyers and the Phantoms. That's not the case anymore. Because Nicholas aube Kubel would have to pass through waivers if the Flyers tried to send him down. And my sense is, he would not get through waivers. So he's a guy that's probably going to stick and stay with this team for the remainder. And he's been really good and really consistent. Great play out of him tonight. And doing those little things that go into the dirty areas to pick up that goal, which turned out to be the game winner for the Philadelphia Flyers. Real quick, Flyers, like I said, will be back in action coming up on Saturday evening in Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning. And then on the horizon here, after that Lightning game, is two games. A home-and-home, a back—no, it's not back-to-back, it's a day in between. But the Flyers, after the Tampa Bay Lightning game, Saturday at 4 o'clock, will have the home game on Tuesday against Columbus, and then Thursday in Columbus. The Flyers will try and silence the cannon in Columbus on Thursday evening. And Columbus, all of a sudden, starting to leak a little oil right now. That was a team that was playing at, I think they were 19-2-5 in 26 games. Now all of a sudden, despite the fact that while they did get a point in this game tonight, they have actually losses in three straight games. I think they got two points. I think they got another loser point in one of those other losses recently. I'm checking it as we speak here. Uh, And they did. They lost in overtime uh, to Tampa on Monday. They lost prior to that on Saturday. Uh, at home to Colorado, and then they lost tonight uh, on Thursday night to Buffalo 4-3. to three. They're back in action on Friday to take on the Rags at home, the New York Rangers, and then they have the Devils on Sunday before they get the Flyers on Tuesday and Thursday. Seeing a lot of tweets here that people are tired of the OTL point. You're speaking my language, people. Still getting the questions. What do the Flyers do for the deadline? And with Patrick possibly coming back, do we need offense or defense? I think they're good defensively. I think they got some depth there. And with uh, still Shane Gossesbear bear not playing, I wonder what you're going to get out of him. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. And obviously the addition of Patrick will determine everything and what they do and their activity level at the deadline. Uh, Jared tweets in and says, got to keep putting hard out there from here on out. I'd be fine with him starting 16 of the last 24 would give him 50 games played on the season. Thoughts? Um, I like the number of 50 games played on the season. I got to see how this plays out, though. The Flyers do have some stretches and a lot of back-to-back games, so you got to see how that plays out. And you also got to monitor that lower body core injury that he dealt with. If there's any kind of setbacks, you certainly want to monitor that and, and, and see how he handles it. And Plus, I don't mind keeping uh, Brian Elliott a little busy as well. He's been good for the Flyers. Doug Thomas says, how about the Isles crapping the bed in Nashville? Hope they do that. Uh, Some more throughout their road trip. Well, they certainly have a tough trip ahead of them. It's a four-game road trip. They'll be in Vegas next. Jeff tweets in. Jeff Quake says, With Patrick making progress, but still don't know if he'll play this season, should the Flyers acquire someone like J.G. Pajot? Of course, are the Senators at the deadline, or do you think they'll stay put? Uh, I think J.G. Pajot is going to be too expensive for what they're looking to do, so I don't think that's a name that they would likely go after. This year's Brian, Brian Guardside says, Do they roll her heart versus the Lightning? I would. Uh, I would suspect that they will play Carter Hart on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Luke tweets in and says, Is it me or did all of Fletcher's moves this offseason pay off in their own way, decreasing goals against average and better depth? Yeah, he, he made some savvy moves and moves that were heavily criticized. The goodish trade and retaining some of the salary to get Matt Niskanen uh, was a move that was heavily criticized, and Niskanen's been great, not only for his play on the ice, but what he, how he has affected Ivan Provorov's play on the ice. Michael D'Antonio says, who was the better Sutter, Rich or Ron? Not even close. Ron Sutter was the better Sutter brother. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Twitter questions. Everybody, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily once again. You'll get another new episode in your inbox tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe, and you'll know exactly when they are released. Make sure you leave us a rating. Make sure you leave us a review, because if you do, you'll get good karma in life. Everybody, enjoy your hockey, and thanks for listening.
2: Your every thought I saw my power draw